Hey everyone, I'm Christian, co-founder of Slasher Sports. And I'm Billy, but I thought I was a co-founder. Billy, co-founder means there's two of us. I knew that. We wanted to send a big thanks for giving us a listen, whichever podcast you're hearing right now. We're so happy that you give us your time, but if you didn't know, we're everywhere. You can follow us on Twitter or YouTube at Slasher Sports. Or on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Slasher Sports Media. We even have a page on MeWe. Just search us for the Slasher Sports Group. Regardless, we're just happy you let us be part of your day. So as always, choke up on the bat and stay alive. Groovy. It's just a creepy movie. It definitely creeps you out for sure. Somebody has to be perfect, so it might as well be me. Talk about deja vu. Live to tell the tale. You gotta think like a werewolf. It's the Slashers and Screamers podcast. Morning, at midnight. He said he postponed it. I didn't hear. And that. the reason why I would go to a movie that late is because the chances of someone being there besides me are extremely slim. So I'll theater to myself. Scared of people. You don't know that you're gonna get there and it's gonna be fucking bumping. Yeah, you're gonna be like twelve uh, year old behind you kicking your seat. What movie are you gonna watch, Reed? I was the going third? to see Jackass. No, Jackass Forever, but I'm gonna go Tuesday instead. Yeah, what's better than a Sunday at midnight movie than a Tuesday? At I mean, hey, you gotta live your best life. Speaking of movies, I mean, uh, I got a gift certificate. Shit, I get a free large popcorn and soda. Did you buy that gift certificate with your money? Yeah, my manager gave it to us. My manager gave it to us for Christmas. Thank you. Who's that? My manager at work, the same manager I've had for two years. I know. I'm wondering why you called her my manager when we know her. (laughs) Uh, Oh, well, James doesn't. So okay, you got out of that one, Rick. You got out of that one, Skaze. Don't be using me as your excuse, Rick. <laughs> well, speaking of movies, everybody has anybody seen uh, the new Texas Chainsaw yet? I haven't watched it yet. I forgot to on Friday. Heard all about it on Twitter. I'm still waiting you to see it. Seen it? Okay. Nope. I've heard mixed things. Yeah, me too. I'm not, I've, I've not super hard to things. please. Shouldn't we be recording talking about this? We are recording, James. We've been recording for two minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. I've, I've heard mixed things, I... so I don't. <laughs> I seen it too, Bill. I know. What time did you see it today, James? Nine o'clock in the morning, Bill. When a it was time just yeah. yeah, just light Wake as up, could be start outside. The day. Nothing gonna come out of the shadows to grab him in his imagination. <laughs> I heard it's an extremely short movie, like an hour and twenty minutes. The movie we're reviewing today is an hour and thirteen minutes. It could be a whole lot shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been an Aesop fable for all James cared. <laughs> well, I mean, we we don't want to like spoil it or anything for people who haven't seen it. But uh, do you like it, James? <laughs> yeah, it's alright. That's the nicest so thing didn't... he's ever said. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm glad you said that because um, <clears throat> social media I feel like has been was, tearing uh, it apart. I feel like it was a uh, yeah. ode to Halloween. Exactly. Like I just had to, yeah. Like I just had to just follow the same theme. Kind of, um, modernize it a little bit too much. Yeah, because aren't the uh, the main characters in in this one they're uh, social media influencers or something like that? Mm, that's like in Halloween 2018 where they kept showing those podcasters. 
Yeah, some old lady comes back for vengeance. Yeah, now that was on the trailer, and that's kind of cool. Um, when, when they bring like back old lady come back for vengeance and Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I ain't she buying it, people. You're not buying it. Okay, well, the, th- the thing it. is, like, what what really chaps my ass about this whole thing? Leatherface is at least eighty years old. <laughs> Yeah, he is. I mean, the, the, the lady is about the same. But, you know, I, I saw the, the day after, and like I said, social media has just been tearing it apart. And I'm convinced that there was nothing they could do to make people happy. Because the trendy thing today is to just hate everything. People look online for things to just yell about. When this film was completely fine. But Billy's allergic no- to haters. I am completely allergic to haters. They are like, <laughs> haters are my shellfish. Like, they just make everything, <laughs> they just make everything swell up on me. And when I read these reviews, I thought, you just you just can't be pleased. They just absolutely cannot be pleased because this movie was completely fine. It was scary. There was suspense. There was a classic character. Like, what, ask yourself, what could what could they have done to make you happy? If you're complaining about this movie, what could they have done to make you happy? And I, I haven't seen this anything. movie, so I haven't well, at the complained end, about it when... yet. But... I just know it, it divided, it's divided a lot of people. There's people that, some people said it sucks, some people said it's awesome, some people said it was okay, so I'm just like, I'll watch it myself and decide. So I need to I follow will say... the people that you follow, because I didn't see any this was awesome. Really? Mm-mm. Wow. Yeah, there's a couple people on my on my feed that said yeah they thought it was really good so i see i've seen hit or miss things but what i will say is that texas chainsaw massacre is not like my favorite of the franchises or anything like that like i think it's fun i think it's enjoyable i will say that i've been disappointed by revivals or reboots or sequels or whatever you want to get into calling them before so i understand people being frustrated your mom i will not but I've been disappointed with reboots and franchise editions and stuff like that. So I can understand people who expected something and didn't get what they wanted. But I think a lot of people have really high expectations. Yeah, I think there's there's no, I guess, tweet engagement out of positive. People don't look at your tweet and say, I really like this movie. And then they respond with, well, yeah, I did too. The engagement comes in the complaining. You're going to get more attention out of those. And, you know, negativity, you know, begets negativity. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'll have to see it. I was thinking about it while I was watching the movie. Like, I, I was enjoying the movie enough. Like, I don't know what, what you would expect. We're, we're not talking about The Godfather. We're not talking about Rocky. I mean, wh- mm. what do you expect? Scorsese-level direction? This is a horror flick. Cheesy. Well, cheesy hey, films. we've got some really strong directors of horror flicks. I'm listening. We've got, like, De Palma, <laughs> John Carpenter, Wes Craven. Like, notable directors in horror. I don't think you should discount it like that. How many Oscars? I don't know. Okay. Well, look that up and then get back. Okay. Nobody at, at nobody takes horror seriously. And I don't want it to be taken. I want it to be taken as the, the niche genre that it is. The fun genre that it is. But people just take all the fun out of it. All of it. But, you know, I guess we need to look. Since we're on the subject of what's happening now, let's, uh, what else is out now? There, there's not much out there as far as horror goes. <clears throat> Bill? Yeah, there is. With your mouth. Oh, boy. There's a new movie yeah. in theaters now. Right now, Were- as we speak? Werewolf picture. Oh, no. What is that? Called The Cursed. 
I was about to say that, James. Yeah, it looks looks pretty awesome. Great. You don't know nothing about it. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Go build a Tell diesel him, engine. I'm too mad. Well, I read about it today, and I thought it looked pretty damn good because you know I like them werewolf pictures. Yeah, I know you like those werewolf programs. And, and uh, it's set back in like the 1800s or something, I think. Oh, well, that's got you twice. That's right, baby. like a werewolf period piece. Yep. Wearing those little curly white wigs that they wore. You know, I like them pictures with creatures on them. Yeah, you're, you're a creature feature guy, James. This is well documented. So, The Cursed, you say. I might have to look at it. I think it's the same director that directed The Witch. You seen that, Bill? Oh, that the, one that you accident, the one that you accidentally watched instead of The Village? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian De Palma was nominated for nine Oscars and won one. Okay, was it for a well, I'm saying. Flick? Um, no, but still. I'm just saying, like, there are notable directors. William Friedkin was nominated and won, I think. Hey, James, that Maybe. director did not, did not direct uh, The Witch. Bummer. Maybe it's set in the same time frame as The Witch. <laughs> Meaning a long time ago. It's Star Wars, The Patriot, all held in the same area. <laughs> same universe. <laughs> See, never fuck. Well, what what else is out today? We, we've got a few Don't things that are... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so February 22nd, dropping on DVD is Fallen. Um, This one kind of not really up my up my alley but i did kind of give it a look over and it's got some uh, a high number of, of of stars out of 10 like seven out of 10 people are looking forward to this one it's called fallen father abraham was ready to save the world from an evil menace using exorcism what do we need more in 2022 besides a another exorcism movie don't know but years later he lives on a remote farm with his daughter haunted by the faces of those he saved and those he could not after finding a pale humanoid much like rick creature lurking in the woods one night he shoots and cremates the monster but all too soon he discovers that the beast was not alone and his troubles have only begun Mm. i think i'm a lot paler than rick you think so yeah i do I don't know. I'm looking at Rick right now, and I, I was about to ask him to adjust his brightness. It might You're not looking at me. Well, right I have now. my uh, I have my blue light filter on, so that's probably why. I gave you his hand. Yep. Well, Studio Six 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 is uh, they added a trailer. Has anybody seen the trailer for that? The the Foo Fighters produced flick. Nope. Oh, Rick's Rick's looking nope. like I didn't even know that was a thing. It mixes your two words, um, Rick. Rock and roll. And... I know he's. I thought he was making a new album, a new like CD. No, it's a definitely DVD. a CD. No, I thought he was making a metal album. That's what I heard. Shows how much you know and how much you're keeping up, Rick. So, well, Rick, you didn't make me too mad. Won't you tell everybody what we're watching today? And if you got a rundown, lay it on us. Uh, all right, uh, we wa- we watched. Hopefully, James watched it. Um, the Slumber Party Massacre, also known as Slumber Party Murders, in the United Kingdom. It's a 1982 American slasher film directed by Amy Holden Jones. And written by Rita Mae Brown. It's the first installment in the Slumber Party Massacre trilogy. It stars Michelle Michaels, credited as Michelle Michaels, as Trish Devereaux. Robin Still as Valerie Bates. Michael Villella as Ross Thorne. Deborah DeLiso as Kim Clark. Andre Henri as Jackie Cassidy. Gina Marie as Diane. 
and a bunch of other people that are not really important. And uh, this came out on September 10th, 1982. Um, it's 76 minutes. Its budget was only 220000 It grossed $3.6 at the box office. Um, and a quick uh, little tidbit I have of this. It was originally written as a parody slasher genre, but was shot as a straightforward horror film instead. As a result, it contains more humor, both intended and unintended, than usual for the genre at the time. And it spawned two sequels, Summer Party Massacre 2 and Summer Party Massacre 3, followed by a garbage reboot in 2021. That's my rundown. So the the reboot from 2021 was garbage. But this yeah, one that we sucked. watched for this episode was not. Was no, well, this is a classic. Yeah. See... See, th- this, this is why people like you piss me off, Rick. Because you'll pretend to hate the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, you'll pretend to hate Halloween I'm, Kills. And then you'll the turn Texas around Chainsaw and be Massacre like, yet. man, Intruder was so good. Blood Rage was so good. When these modern films are light years ahead of what we had visually. Yet one The new one. Own, Oops, sorry. It's all right. Just going to talk about the spec. What about the new one? I don't know anything about the good one. I didn't know there was a new one. Sorry, I meant new one. Um, I didn't know there was a new one until I started watching. Um, the new one has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Out of one vote, probably eighteen, and then the one we watched has forty-two percent from nineteen. What's that tell you, Rick? So not um, everyone hated the new one. I may have to that, give it a shot. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is crap because only eighteen people voted. Nineteen people voted for this one. What's the difference More people need to vote. vote. That's what that tells me. 58%. Tells me that critics are a sham. How can you how can you put a score out of something on something that's subjective? Because it is subjective. I can rate things according to my own numbers. Okay, sure. That's why they do it on an average. L- let me rephrase then. On an average of 18 people, 19 people out of how many that viewed this film? Unreliable. Critics are Well, unreliable. that's why there's an audience score too. And as we've seen, those can vary quite a bit. Correct. So it further proves my point that listening to critics is setting yourself up for failure. Watch it no matter what. If it loses, you turn the shit off, right? Uh, I have a hard time not finishing stuff. Yeah. I don't have a hard time with it. I can t- really? If, if something, yeah. If, if something is, is bad, I'll just not waste my time anymore. No, I waste my time. And I don't watch trailers either. Um, not usually, if I can help yeah. it. That's something about you that that I fucking hate. No, um, that that's something about you that is uh, unique. I don't know a lot of people who avoid trailers to the to the degree that you do. I just yeah, don't, I don't care for it. I don't like any kind of spoiling possibility because there are definitely moments that it's like, wow, that could have been way more effective had I not already seen it, like cut, spliced, and do a random reel of this movie. Mm-hmm. So not a big trailer person, but also not quick to turn stuff off. So I just dive in blind and stick with it till the end. See, I don't necessarily think every trailer is going to spoil everything in a movie, in my opinion. So I watch it to see what the movie is going to be about. Nope. I just go in. Well, the thing sometimes is, it ends well, sometimes Casey's it doesn't. What saying, though, is that even if she watches 100 trailers and 99 of them don't spoil it, the one that does, she screwed everything up. <laughs> Oh, I, I guess I'm weird. I've never been spoiled by a movie trailer. Have you not? Sounds no. like you were not paying attention. Because <laughs> I watch like 30 second trailers and not the two minute ones. The art of the trailer has kind of changed over the years, though. Back in the day, there there weren't spoilers in the trailers. Now they seem to let the cat out of the bag on everything. Like, What's the, the newest Marvel? Um, The one that they uh, they advertised during the Super Bowl. Something part two. 
I don't watch Blade. Oh, I don't know. I don't all that shit. I don't know either. Was there one of the? Uh, was it the new Spider Man? It might have been one of the Doctor. Is is there a new Doctor Strange? No, Doctor. Oh, Strange. maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. There are a lot of people complaining about that one, but um, okay. Did you ever see the uh, the newest uh, Kong Godzilla versus Kong? Nope. Mm-hmm. You never saw it, you rat bastard. It was good, Rick. I like Godzilla oh. King of Monsters better, but it was really good. Well, if you look at the trailer from Godzilla vs. Kong, it, it was out of the bag that they brought in. Turn this off if you haven't seen it. Um, they, they brought in Mecha Godzilla. That would have been so much more effective to the viewer had we just not known that. If it we was thought, very effective for me. What do you mean? I didn't see the trailer, so it was very effective for me. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So yeah, I was hyped as fuck. It was, was it not? And and yeah. you really do have to look close on the trailer to see. But when there's a scene like where where something comes out of a like a, a like smoky debris or you, I, I don't know what you would call it. Like say a, a building crashes to the ground, you've got all that debris flying. It looks like dust. Um, it's like a, a cloud of dust. You see like the head of a mechanical creature, and there's only a couple of mechanical creatures in the lore of Godzilla. So actually, there's more than a couple, but. You know that it's Mechagodzilla this early in the franchise. That would have been so much better if we just thought we had enough with Godzilla versus Kong. Like, if we know that the two of these are going to be fighting, that's enough to entice us. Bring in something during the movie. There were no surprise. But the art of the trailer has kind of gone away. And trailers for uh, for this one, it, it gave it away. But this movie didn't really hide anything either. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But, uh... I guess we just jump into it. Like Rick said, it's a 1982 flick. The tagline, I love the tagline. You bring the pizza, I'll bring the drill. Is that good? I mean, it's friendly if you're planning like a home improvement evening. Just the context makes it bad. (laughs) I'm pretty sure James (laughs) has asked people to help him with projects. Hey, you bring the pizza, I'll bring the drill. Fantastic, boo. (laughs) I know it. You know, James... Your response just now reminded me. People that have listened to this podcast, if I ask them to do an impression of somebody on the podcast, they, they never revert to me. They never revert to Casey, nor to Rick. They'll be, and the very first thing that comes out of their mouth is, Bill? <laughs> As a matter of fact, one of our listeners, uh, Swords, good friend on Twitch, he, uh, <laughs> I was following his stream, and he did an impression. He's like, yeah, James said something. I think he said something like, Bill, I'm going to, and of course, it's always Bill. It makes me laugh. Another Twitch uh, Twitch streamer named uh, Obi Kalobi. You remember him? He does that impression of you, Bill. <laughs> I'm not buying a dime of it. It's the best thing in the world. <clears throat> well, Bill, they say that uh, impressions <laughs> are the best form of flattery. Flattery. <laughs> Is that what they say? That's what they say, Bill. It's pretty close to what they say. Impressions. <laughs> <laughs> So, this film was directed by Amy Holden Jones, and she's got a few director credits, but her most notable work is probably in screenwriting. Uh, She's got her name on, like, the Beethoven movies. I'm talking about the the dog, not the composer. Um, Mystic Pizza, The Relic. There's one of your creature features, James. I like it, Bill. Yeah, I know you did. Um, And she had a big hand in writing the series The Resident, which I don't know if it's up for 2022, but I know the last season was in 2021. Anybody seen The Resident? What are we talking about? The director, Amy Holden Jones. Hold this the book? motherfucking phone. Okay. I've never seen this in my life on Wikipedia. I'm looking at Amy Holden Jones' Wikipedia page because I like to follow along. 
sure. and like you know see stuff she has an enemies section on her wikipedia page no explanation it just lists four names with links they've they've got links it's ellen pompeo who i think is the gray's anatomy girl it is ryan eggold who i do not know who that is i'll look in just a moment um freddie highmore who is the kid from like finding neverland and charlie and the chocolate factory and susan sarandon oh yeah there is no explanation of this listeners you're out there please join me in looking at this right now this is fucking hilarious and if you know the story behind this please let us know why does amy holden jones and ellen pompeo have this blood feud (sighs) i can understand susan sarandon she's a cutthroat bitch but what what why though was Freddie Highmore? Yeah, the, the good the doctor kid. Mm. Oh, I is mean, that I the don't same know. guy from Bates Motel? So what's going uh, on? Yeah. Well, apparently our director James has a blood feud with a few people. She has four enemies listed right. on her Wikipedia page. How many enemies is on my Wikipedia page, Bill? Just one, one. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Evil Rick. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt, but I had to. It was an emergency. I, I needed you guys to know. Well, hello. I don't know what we were talking about anyway. We know. There's, there's no interruption. This is discourse. This is conversation. Guys. I had just never talking. seen an unexplained enemy section. Ever. I want to know who else has enemy sections on their Wikipedia. Look, I follow... On Instagram, I follow an account. I'll have to go back and look it up. But it's like Wikipedia entries, and it'll show like shots of contents and just like weird ones that you don't see very often. Like nothing gets me more hype than going on someone's Wikipedia and seeing that they have like a sub under their personal life controversies. Love a controversies controversies section. I live for the drama. Of course you do, Casey, and that's why you're here. That's the sole reason. <laughs> you're part of this, okay? Yeah, Billy's sure, allergic to haters, and I thrive off of that. <laughs> yes, I need that dichotomy. Oh boy! Speaking of drama, mm. I got to go to a CPR class tomorrow, Bill. Oh man! Don't use your tongue on the mannequin during the. Mannequin. It's from eight thirty to three thirty in the morning. How long That's do you need? A really long time. That's way too long. <laughs> Well, it's certified in three different styles of Kung Fu. Oh. Okay. There's the drunken uh, CPR and the Wing Chun CPR. I think it's uh, uh-huh. CPR, the, the uh, whatchamacallit machine, the heart machine where they shock you. Yeah. The defibrillator. Defib. Yeah. Defib. And yeah, yeah. Uh, the EpiPen, I think. Oh. So yes. I will be a certified volunteer <laughs> firefighter bill at the end of the day tomorrow. Firefighter even. Okay. <laughs> That, anyway, I've got to do this for your, uh, for one of your long-time fantasies of doing mouth-to-mouth on a young middle schooler. Oh. I've got to get this done for middle school. Oh, my God. Okay. Billy's I've only never been roasted be so hard in my life, James. <laughs> At two, James? <laughs> Hang on, let me pull this knife out of my back and return so it to his rightful about. owner. That rolled off your tongue a little too well. You've been practicing that all day, you bastard. Yeah, yeah, I have. <clears throat> Several times. <laughs> Probably in front of the mirror, pointing at it. <laughs> I was pointing when I said it. 
<laughs> so our screenwriter, Rita Mae Brown. I, I figure that Casey knows more about Rita Mae Brown than I do. Um, you know anything about her, Casey? I know the name and I know she wrote Ruby for Jungle, but um, I know nothing else about her. I read a lot of stuff about her on Wikipedia um and it sounds like a lot of her stuff is pretty interesting the stuff she's written but i'm not i haven't read any of it sounds like a but knockoff like agatha movie. christie to me she makes a damn good beef stew bill well she wrote the first draft of this film uh but wasn't involved in any of the rewrites um and like rick said before she wrote this thing as a parody yeah it says on uh wikipedia she's an author and feminist activist That strikes one, two, and three right there. You are such a bullshitter. Um, (laughs) Are we still talking about the damn movie? Huh? Are we still talking about the same movie? Yeah. Yeah. What movie do you think we're talking about? So there's more than one writer of this movie? Uh, The first one was the director. Oh, okay. The person who sits in the chair. Originally titled Sleepless Nights was the original title. And it was a parody, as I said before. Sleepless days and sleepless nights. How did the song go, Bill? Uh, wasted days and wasted nights. There we go. Yeah, Freddie Fender. Good call, James. Well, yeah, the producers were like, nah, we're not going to do that. We're just going to straight up film it like a slasher flick. Um, That's like the opposite of Scream. I've never felt... I've never felt more violated in my life. What? Well, well, to, to be completely honest, though... I can't tell the difference between this and a parody, so it might have yeah. come out the way everybody wanted it. Uh, again, starring Michelle Michaels, Rick, uh, not too many big flicks she was in. She had bit parts in Hero in the Terror, Chuck Norris flick, uh, Death Wish 4, a Chuck Bronson flick. I guess we should throw out a few uh, Chuck Norris facts, shouldn't we, guys? Things such as Chuck Norris does not own a <sighs> stove, oven, or microwave. Because revenge is a dish. I thought it was Charles Bronson, Bill. Charles Bronson's in damn Death Wish. That's what I said. Not Chuck Norris. I said Chuck Bronson. Uh, You're talking about Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris was in Hero in the Terror. Chuck Bronson was in Death Wish. Let me back up, James. Are you aware that Chuck is a nickname for Charles? Charles Norris and Chuck Bronson. Actually, Chuck Norris's first name is Carlos. Would you believe that? He and Charlie Sheen are both Carlos's. I believe it. Well, that is shocking to these ears. Charles Norson. <laughs> well, you know how some kids pee their name into the snow? Carlos Charles Nelson. Well, Chuck Norris can pee his name into concrete. <clears throat> is Chuck Norris's name really Chuck Norris or is it something else? Well, it's Carlos. Carlos. Please just name, discuss. His last name really <laughs> Carlos Norris. Nelson, Norson, <laughs> Norris. Somebody verify Man, that. You got Google? <clears throat> yeah, but he's talking on his phone. You don't want to fuck all that up. It'll take him 30 minutes to get back on the line. Who's Chuck Norris? According to Wikipedia, Carlos Ray Norris is an American martial artist. <laughs> it's Carlos Ray. <laughs> Carlos Ray. Is it R A Y or R E Y? R A Y. Okay, I was just wanted to make sure he wasn't some underco- undercover Latino, and we didn't he know is him a the whole time. Belt and Tang Soo Do. I'm a black belt in Tang Soo Do. He was in the United States Air Force, Bill. He sure was. He sure was. And you know, his calendar goes straight from March 31st to April 2nd because he no is, one fools Chuck Norris. He founded his own discipline, Chun Ku Do. So. 
Chuck. <laughs> That's a acronym for Chuck <laughs> Kudu. <laughs> He and my mom have the same birthday. The man's 81 years old and 5'10". I don't think he's going to do very much. That explains a lot. That explains the mom's badassery. Yeah, not the same year, but... You know he's only 5'10", Bill. Oh, I knew that. almost as tall as Chuck Norris. But his left foot is 6'5". Billy. Oh, my God. You're almost as tall. Yeah, you are a tall gal. I am taller. I will post up on you. On the basketball court, okay? <laughs> yeah. Throwing okay. elbows like world peace. If you touch me. <laughs> Chuck Norris has a lot of teeth. Yeah, he's got a Probably like, like a shark. standard amount. Mm. You know, Chuck Norris can do a wheelie on a oh unicycle. No. What is Chuck Norris doing these days? Isn't he still selling Bowflex? He is on his ranch in Texas. He is, uh, whatchamacallit? He is, let's see. He's an Uber driver. They run a water company called Seaforce from their property in Texas. The most innocent thing on it's earth. Lame as shit. Water. <clears throat> but it's Seaforce. Well, so, Chuck Norris, who is not featured in today's film, has a co star named Michelle Michaels, who was. And Michelle Michaels has a co star in this film named Robin Still, again, as mentioned by Rick, who is in American Ninja 4. So let's talk about more karate stuff. Oh my Just God. Kidding. But she was also in Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama. Best title ever. Uh, and those are the only two flicks I know about. quickly. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Wait, what'd you say, Rick? The Nia Quigley is in that. She was in Night of the Demons. Oh, did you see this film? <laughs> yes. Quickly Down Under. Is it good? Starring. It's fun. It's cheese. Mm. Okay. What's his name? Yes, loved it. Tom Selleck, James. Tom Selleck, Bill. I'm Morgan Freeman. Tom Sizemore. <laughs> Tom Sizemore. Yeah. You know, Quickly uh, Down Under would have been a completely different movie if it starred Tom Sizemore. It would. It probably would have had the thing from the relic in it. But you know, we lost uh we lost Robin still back in ninety six after battling some demons. Oh yeah, I saw that. Sad. Yeah. Very sad. And since this is a horror podcast, I do need to say that I mean personal battles, not actual demons. I hope she would R. I. P. Robin Still. Sad. But you know I thought she was she, great in this movie. She what? was probably What happened to her Um it was a demise of the self-inflicted kind, unfortunately, uh, after years of battling some alcoholism. Sad story. But Casey's point, yeah, she was uh, one of the better characters in this film uh, because she had a sharp tongue. Um, I argue the, the best character in this film. And yeah, the I was going to say that. was going to say that. Um, she should have been the star. She could have been great. Agreed. Yeah. So, all right, getting into getting into, I guess, uh, the the meat of the film. Um, and stay out long enough to be the star, Bill. Uh, so the uh, the opening of this film, I guess, gives sort of an ominous feeling. Um, with I guess it was like an organ, only sort too. of. Yeah, sort of. Um, <laughs> with uh, that organ, anytime there's an organ playing, you know, death is soon to follow. Has to. Anytime there's pipes and organs, I'm bound out. Church is James, not for you. however, did not make it through the credits. <laughs> I, I mean, fell asleep with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, that I do believe. That's why James watches scary films at 9 a.m. 
He's <clears throat> wide awake. He wakes up, throws it on. But you know, it, it definitely. Well, it's uh, or it's gotta be. Bill, I'm a day person. Bill, I don't handle nighttime stuff too well. We're past his bedtime right now. Yep, <laughs> we are. <laughs> Well, you know, oh, yeah, stuff's but... about to go down with his opening theme. But, you know, with the gratuitous nudity and, uh, you know, the, the high school guy flirting with a maintenance girl later on, who's obviously old enough to have a job and he's still in yeah. high school. Well, like, we know where this is going. This is a cheap thrills flick. There's no way around it. Yeah. Um, that girl, by the way, at the beginning, that look, impeccable. Them. Oh, yeah. Not to be like pet. her whole outfit, I would wear today. I'm I would have now. worn today. What was the name of this movie? The Witch Murder on the Orient Express. Tootsie, it's alive. Hello, dog. let me tell you about something that I was talking, <laughs> thinking about the other day. The Philadelphia Experiment. Did you just develop a lisp? <laughs> yeah, the Philadelphia <laughs> Experiment. What? What is that? <laughs> You ain't never heard of the Philadelphia Experiment? I, no, I've heard the Tuskegee Experiment. you call experiment. yourself a sailor, sir? I, I don't ever go around calling myself a sailor. and Just going up to the bank and, listen, ma'am, I'm a sailor. I need I imagine, you dress as, I imagine you dress like a shipwreck from G.I. Joe everywhere you go. Dark blue pants, light blue shirt, and a white cap on. <laughs> like the Dixie Cup? Little little black leather glue <laughs> <laughs> look like the cracker jack anyway well, okay, Bill. So, so what brings up this philadelphia experiment Jack? world war ii they was trying to uh trying to make a uh make ships invisible to radar that's what they were trying to do make them amphibious and somehow no not amphibious <laughs> somehow <laughs> they damn uh started messing with the space-time continuum, and they uh, they sent this battleship back in time or forward through time, and then it disappeared, it come back, and disappeared, and it come back again. And, you know, the thing with uh, time travel is, Bill, you kind of got to stay in one spot or you'll be, you know, stuck in a wall or something. Okay, and a lot yeah. of the things. A lot of sailors had, like, you know, got sick and died and had, you know, maybe radiation poisoning. And some of them were, like, stuck in the ship. Like in the like, wall in the hull of the ship. Yeah. And it's a urban legend that this really happened. But they made a movie about it, and I was watching it. But every sailor worth his salt bill knows about that. It was uh, Eckenbridge, something, some kind of ship. Hang on. I'll tell you the exact name of the ship, Bill. Well, it sounds like you know a little bit too much about this. I mean, it's a movie. The only, the only movie I know about where they go back in time is that, that <laughs> Battleship movie with Kirk Douglas. No. That's the only movie you know where they go back in time? Uh, on a ship, on a Navy ship. Mm, cool. Just checking in. I was the like, that's countdown. not true. <laughs> the, yeah, The Final Countdown was, was that one. There's another movie I know of where they go back in time in a phone booth, but nobody knows that one. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. What does it say? Hmm. I never Maybe saw the they third do know one. It. Need to. Billy doesn't like the second one. Fake fan. Yeah, I don't. Awesome. Like second one's almost better than the first. No. I wouldn't go that far. Not. And I love yeah. a sequel being better. Put the cocaine down, Rick. That cocaine's not in my possession. Not yet. Not with that hmm. attitude. I didn't say it was the best Bill and Ted. I said it's better 
than the first. And say it's perfect, y'all. So wait, you, are, you, are you saying that part three was better than part two and one? Have you even seen part three? I, no. Don't answer I want the question to. by asking another question. You can't say part three if you haven't even seen it. So I'm asking it, you if you are saying part three is better than part two. Because you just no, said that part, part two was better than part one. And then you backed off and said, I'm not saying it's the best one. Three is, you can't compare three to two because three was literally more than 20 years after two. It's the USS Elden Bridge. Elden Bridge. E-L-D-R-I-D-G-E. I can sleep good tonight knowing that. It says, allegedly in the fall of 1943, a U.S. Navy destroyer was made invisible and teleported from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to Norfolk, Virginia in an incident known as the Philadelphia Experiment. Records and archives branch of the Naval History and Heritage Command have been reportedly searched, but no documents have been located which confirm the event or any interest by the Navy in attempting such an achievement. Welcome to the History Channel podcast. I'm going to have to bring this up to uh, our partner over, you know, at at Slasher Sports, Christian, another Navy guy who's probably worth more his salt than I am or was. He ain't got no... Salt in his britches to weigh his ass down. (laughs) Did you come up with that one, James? Fly right off the damn boat. Pretty good. Strong wind to take him away. Well, you know, um, Christian's wife, Courtney, is also currently in the Navy, and she just got uh, Sailor of the Year at her command. So, bravo Zulu to you. Keep talking, Thanks to all who served in the armed forces. I ain't back killing Bill. I know it. You would never. So th- this film, though, is uh, it's not really told or shot from anyone's point of view, right? This is pretty much us uh, third person unknowing of anything until it happens, right? I don't know a damn thing. Yeah, it bounces around from every, from person to person. So but I know these can much. Speak. Well, this is very much high school, okay? And and I get it. Some people graduated eighteen, and we could just dis- you know suspend disbelief that these ladies aren't all seniors. I mean. Like, not everyone was a borderline genius like me and graduated at 17. Can't have those ex- expectations. But damn, we've got so much scattered ass in this first shower scene that I needed a shower after watching it. Like, soap, water, Clorox, the works. Am I the only so, one something that I thought was interesting in looking at the trivia of this movie is that a lot of the girls didn't necessarily feel comfortable with the amount of nudity that was expected of them, which is why we see a fair amount of just like upper backs of people facing away. Mm-hmm. And then like, there's a, a couple of shots, like basically right inside the girl's asshole. Yeah, really. It's kind of hit or miss, but I mean, like if you're looking at a movie, which again, I'm on Wikipedia. The Wikipedia page has two links under the cast. Most of these people did not like take off and have huge careers. Um, you know, some did, and the ones that did, you know, this movie is super enjoyable for me. I thought everyone did a great job, but we're looking at a lot of young, inexperienced actors, and I always mm-hmm. think that's interesting to hear that kind of feedback because I think you don't often get the response from people. You just kind of wonder, wonder, like, hmm, how did that go? What was filming that I don't like? understand if it's a woman director, why she would have been that comfortable with all the nudity. Like, what do you know what I'm saying? Like, what, women don't like, like would nudity, she, ever. No, but I'm saying, like, do you think she was comfortable with having all that nudity in the film or they just put it in there and she couldn't do anything about it? I would say that, and this is just me talking out of my ass, but I would say that would raise the level of comfortability. What would? Kind of feel, that it's a woman kind of, director? 
Yeah, maybe you you feel more in safer hands with a like um, with a like minded a like a like being in charge of the film. Uh, I mean, maybe I think it's just a lot of that can be person to person too. Okay, you you uh, you used to work uh, at a at a store, right? Just think, if I was working at that same store and I was tasked with doing the bra fittings, you think they'd be as comfortable with me as they were with you? I'm not saying that they wouldn't be more comfortable. I think most of them probably would. But I think the fact that we still hear back that a lot of the girls were not comfortable still speaks to that. I mean, you can mm-hmm. be uncomfortable being naked in front of a woman in, a, in the same way that you would be being naked in front of a man. For sure. It may relieve that for some people. You know, I'm sure several would. But clearly, some girls still didn't film it and turned around. Well, there were a lot of uh, a lot of girls in this scene, though. It wasn't just a yeah. two or three, you know, two or three shower scene. It's like a whole. This is reminiscent of Carrie for me. It's like the whole school was showering at the same time. Yeah, like two p.m. hit the showers. Everybody here. <laughs> well, we get the sense, like much like uh, we might remember from high school and you, Casey, from your one room schoolhouse, that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> things might get a little catty at times and what? i'm referring to the to the basketball game in the opening minutes before the shower and, and let me say like this might be the worst played game of basketball i've ever seen um at one point i saw a girl shoot the ball and when she missed she took the time to like do the all shucks thing and there was another girl dribbling like stanley hudson <laughs> It's a distinct image. (laughs) It is, and if you know, you know. Um, But the seed that's being planted here is that the girl (laughs) that was, I can just remember Michael, oh, come on. Like, he clearly picked Stanley because he's black. And the biggest disappointment in his eyes became Stanley as soon as he saw him dribbling. You've sent that uh, gift to me before is the funniest (laughs) part. I know you love this. I do. I love that gift so much. Oh my god! But the the seed that's being planted here is that the girl that's balling on him. Um, some of the others think that she's a teacher's pet, or that you know she's there Which to flex they say on. She's him. new, right? Yeah, she's kind of new. I think. How can you be the teacher's pet if you're new? No one even knows your ass. Uh, I think. It might be one of those things where maybe she's getting the extra attention. But the truth is, we know it's not true because she's literally the only person on that court besides the coach who can ball. The The rest of them are just kind of like, hey, I learned to play basketball for this scene and that's it. Well, clearly she had a little bit of extra knowledge because she looked more normal out there. And they're all oh, yeah. like, "Hey, let's wear t- let's wear t-shirts with no bra underneath them." Okay. Oh yeah, in in high school, but I didn't see any. Oh, I did see guys in there. There were guys standing around watching, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That would yep. Been me. That would have been me. Yep. I'd be like, they're, "Don't worry, coach. I'll help do the tip off." It's like plethora, like cornucopia of creepy guys on this movie. By the way. Oh yeah, and that's um yeah. I, I don't know that there was ever a. A, a good guy in this whole film. No. Maybe no, the guy no. with the drill. Yeah, he's probably the more sensible one. <laughs> probably because a woman wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> On her way to, to the studio, driving crooked. Billy. <laughs> I can't say nothing right. Probably to take a cab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, you know. Donna Chang. Maybe. <laughs> Calm down, Jay. <laughs> but you know, as previously stated, our uh, 
our first indication that you know fuckery is afoot is you know we see the the maintenance girl the one that's getting flirted with by the obviously high school senior i'm even giving him a benefit of the doubt and saying he's a senior um we see her get killed by a guy who snatched her into this van and like he's continuing to stalk the school catches another girl slipping in the hallway too slumber party and, hasn't even started mind you this guy's already not even bitches. started yeah you think that like the the murder is gonna start when the slumber party does oh hey we don't even have gals. invites tossed out Mm-mm. no it, it was word of mouth in the shower but there's no mystery to this like there's no mask no anonymous mystery killer like we see him from jump street it's just that dude just that dude and what's his weapon of choice drill really long drill am i wrong in thinking that's super long that that's a pretty good size drill bit um james will probably know the exact model number of that drill bit yes bill that is a d 1000 that's what i thought i i, I was gonna say one you know 1500 but you, you're, with a you're quarter inch with a quarter inch what twist oh <laughs> twist okay for uh it's post and uh hanging swing sets and murder mostly murder here yeah. anyway name of this movie did you ask what's the name of this movie yeah he's fucking with Slum- us again slumber party massacre slumber okay so he's, he's gonna press play on it so he can keep up so what's yeah. lacking in mystery here is kind of made up for in swerves and misdirection that's a year i was born bill me too james i'm trying to see me what too. kind of drill bit this is bill Okay, yeah, let us know. I know what kind of drill bit that is. Hmm. That's for drilling out fence posts for uh, the hangy fence, hangy gate on, Bill. You said that already, James. Get your gate hinges hung with that drill bit right there. I think the Alzheimer's setting in. You're not even 40 yet. You'll be 40 before I am, though, a couple months. Um, But, you know, you've got the scene when I'm talking about the swerves in the misdirection, making up for the lack of mystery. you got the scene where the phys ed coach is unlocking her front door and boom this drill bit scene coming through the door towards her head but of course you know it's just some you know somebody installing a peephole um and then there's the girl playing the piano and she hears footsteps in the house she tries to bolt but she's grabbed from behind but turns out just some dude that she could have turned around and seen um then there's the girl in her house she's got that broken bottle or glass or whatever and she's ready to rearrange somebody's insides she hears something in the closet get the chance did, well yeah she did get the chance she opens the closet and there's that cat yeah yeah, yeah different different uh different, different part. yeah different <laughs> part um but is, is this suspense yeah. building a good replacement for the mystery factor or do you prefer having the anonymous killer i love an anonymous killer but i think this movie does what it does with what it has uh-oh bill it was the wrong model number wasn't it uh. well what are you uh-ohing about it says how the slumber party massacres feminist lens subverted the slasher. That's cool to me. Subverted means what? It says at the height of '80s slasher boom, a feminist writer and first-time director disrupted the gerund with a female perspective. I think we've had a few movies like that that have had a really cool female perspective. I think Black Christmas is one of them. We had a. Oh. Not unlike this, we had a large group of women in the cast, and I think it comes from a really progressive place and a lot of the stuff that we got. But so subverting... We haven't done a bad movie on this podcast whatsoever. Ooh, interesting take. We watched wow. Feral, right? We did watch Feral. Feral, I thought Feral was... No, you didn't, you liar from hell. I, I picked Feral. <laughs> I, I know that. 
I remember the Jigger Compton and being all caked up. Yeah, she was hot. The movie was bad. Man, she the jiggly wet feminism of the slumber party massacre. <laughs> the what and the what? <laughs> the jiggly wet. The jiggly wet feminism of the slumber party massacre. Interesting. I don't love that. Adjectives I are. Think my phone is a woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it usually listens the first time. So, guys, <laughs> um, Casey, you're all in on the mystery. The, the, the mystery I love the mystery. The, the, the mystery killer, rather. The but I'm not mad killer. about the way they do this one. The guy's on the poster. What are you talking about? We're talking about in general. I like a mystery killer. Yeah, what I'm saying, James, is this movie does not have any mystery um, we around the killer. Yeah, James, that's, that's his point. Gigantor drill. That is my point, James. You see him from the jump. There's no mystery about it. I like, like other you, situations you been where there is a mystery, all. like Scream. Rick, do you prefer the, the mystery killer, or are you okay with uh, knowing everything about him from the jump? About his appearance. And for this movie or just in general? In general. And this one. Uh I prefer not not knowing. Um, but I mean if they're gonna tell me more in the movie and I can't really you know, it is what it is, then okay, but I prefer I prefer more mystery, yes. It's just fun. So, so James is just you know, I'm, i would ask James, but he's just gonna be like, Well yeah, you saw him ask from the me. jump. Ask me, buddy. Okay, here goes James. James Lewis. Godfather of Droll, Bram. Damn, we're full naming people. He's in trouble. <laughs> Damn it, James. I've heard his mom say that a million times. Damn it, James. <laughs> do you prefer having an anonymous killer? Or do you think having the mystery out <clears throat> in the open from the jump, do you think that's okay as long as you build on to it throughout the movie? I prefer my killer to be in a tuxedo t-shirt because I like to party. And the thing about this is, James, we know everything that there is about the appearance of the killer, but it never unfolds. There's never anything that adds on to his character throughout this film. We learn nothing. I don't we like my nothing around, Bill. You don't? I like to be Sam. Okay. What if you are him? Put yourself in those shoes. What if you are the killer? Do you want to be absconded and revealed at the end? I'm going to have a tuxedo. I was going to say, do you want to be seen walking around your tuxedo t-shirt all all the films? If I'm going killing, Bill, I'm going killing. Okay. Well, the slumber party in this film is, you know, a thousand percent what we imagined it to be when we were young teens, right? I am a lady. Mm -hmm. And I was going to get your opinion on this, as a matter of fact. I'll um, let y'all go first. Tell me tell well, me what you were. Okay. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like they really geared the, the girls' sleepwear on all the things here that uh, that guys like. I mean, you got one girl dressed down in a collared shirt and her underwear. Uh, another girl in this really sexy nightie. Um, you got another girl wearing a Team USA basketball jersey. No pants on any of them, so they must have been cold. Casey, is that what you girls do uh, during sleepovers? Look, the outfit on that one girl. Which one? The one that is fully just wearing lingerie. <laughs> yeah, the nighty, the, the the dark complexion. Like the other girl, at least we've got like a jersey, a big t-shirt, a button-up, you know, whatever. This girl is just wearing lingerie. <laughs> That's why I say they hit on all the archetypes. They yeah, and really I want to know did. too, like... Do you guys just change in front of each other? Like, it's no big deal? You're just like, oh. That's, um, just... I think, like 
my comments on the beginning of this movie, that's really person to person. You know, there are friends that I have that or had even that would change in front of each other without thinking. And then there's some that would, you know, go to a bathroom or a closet or something. Just depends. I have, you know, in a past life, um, I did a lot of judo tournaments. Okay. And we had a lot of people come from a lot of different places. And there was a Japanese girl. Um, I'm trying to say this in a way that is just completely observational. Here we go. She was a thick gal. I wouldn't say curvy. I wouldn't say thin. She was very comfortable. She came from, I guess, not really a culture, but just she was used to doing tournaments. And she knows time is of the essence. She did not look for a locker room. She got down to it, got in her gi and her uniform and got after it. Okay. Didn't care who was around her. And she had to be told, hey, look, this is America. We got kids. Uh, you can use the locker room. She was just there to, she wasn't a do nothing bitch. She was there to win gold and go home. I, however, I'm going to hit the, I am a do nothing bitch. (laughs) I'm going to sneak and hit the light switch and I'm going to be across that room like I'm being shot at. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. But no, I mean like, I didn't really think anything of them changing in front of each other. Like that's not something that necessarily shocks me. And it's not like I would be openly horrified if someone wore lingerie to a sleepover, I would be confused. If you saw those yeah, like, those kids looking through the window. Oh, well, that's alarming no matter what you're wearing. Yeah, that's... I mean, they didn't even notice them. I was like, damn, they're standing right there. Like, look out the fucking window. I think the window was up, too. I could be wrong. And they're no, like, no, man, she this is the greatest and... thing ever. Yeah, she no. comes by and dumps out an ashtray and they, like, barely stop talking. <laughs> Rick, how are you with nudity? Send me one. <clears throat> <laughs> send me a send me a nude pic. Huh? Huh? <laughs> I thought you wanted my you... opinion of it. Oh, no, no, okay. <laughs> I was gonna give you my opinion of your nude pic. Is what I was gonna do, Rick. Oh, Rick, soliciting a nude and your opinion of your own nude. <laughs> yeah, it's like write uh... me a three paragraph essay <laughs> on what you. It's like think it's taking a while no, to send I because I sent a lot of text. Opinion, the opinion of nudity in general. Like I thought that's what you meant. Well, okay, yeah, that, that's really, <laughs> he was getting fired up. Yeah, that actually is what I'm asking you, Rick, though. How are oh, you okay. when it comes to, say, like, um, locker room changing in front of other people? Uh, yeah, just call I mean, Rick out. People did it in middle school and high school, so, I mean, it wasn't, I mean. Like, naked? N-E-K-K-I-D? I mean, mark? There, was communal, there was communal showers in my high school. Pretty much all high schools have that. Communal? We didn't. That, that sounds like. Like the big room? Churchy. Yeah. Oh no, my high school didn't have that. Yeah, because your high school you made magnets at. That's why. Yeah, that's why. She did go to a magnet school. All the smart kids. ICP mm. had a magnet. Yeah, we basically just recreated that music video a lot. Well, but no, um, during. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, in gym class, nobody in my gym class was getting naked. Nobody showered at my school. <laughs> that's so nasty. But we didn't do anything super athletic. Like the showers well, didn't work. Well, we went to, James and I went to a small town high school where, I mean, half the hillbillies there didn't even own underwear. So, um, it was, it was a rough go sometime. You know, you got that, you got that guy who takes off his pants and he's, his t-shirt's barely long enough to cover anything. So you just see his balls hanging out from under his t-shirt. Winnie the it's Pooh. It's pretty rough. Oh, it's pretty tough. It's, it's terrible. But, uh, you know, at what point during a girl's sleepover does, uh, Steel Magnolias go on? <laughs> yeah, like, what the f- <laughs> 
pretty Rick much immediately. <laughs> you like walk immediately? in the door, you change into your lingerie, you have a seat and put on steel magnolias. <laughs> and the, the hot towels around your head. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I feel like this movie kind of slips up with overcompensation. You know, the, I mean, it, it's written as a parody by the original writer, right? I think we see a lot of parody in the sleepover scene. There is a ton of parody, and it was kept in there purposely, obviously. Um, in order. But, you know, it's interesting your your thoughts on, uh, A, you know, the concealing the identity of your killer, and B, nudity. And I needed to know both of those. So, um, yeah, I mean, if, if you conceal the identity or the face of the killer, you don't need the 10,000 false flags and random jump scares where, like, it was really just a little sister or the neighbor guy killing slugs with his, you know, Bill the Butcher cleaver. That was sad. That was a little bit sad. I hated that. It was different. You don't... It made me wonder. Well, it made me wonder because in Friday the 13th, which was just, what, two years before this, you see them kill a snake and that's real. So it Uh got me all sad and wondering, are these real snails? I hope not. I said slugs, but I did mean snails. Yeah, um... Here's the thing, though, like, he had an explanation for it, you know, that, like, they, they eat up his, his garden or something like that, but, um, yeah, they, you, you do wonder if, uh, if Pete had been around back then. Were they around back then? I don't think they were. They might have been I don't around. Know. They were definitely not active like they I are. don't think they had the prominence they do today if they were around. The I'm sure they probably were, though. Yeah, probably. Um, but, you know, the, the cat's out of the bag, though, about the killer once the delivery guy shows up to the door, um, with an intact pizza but holes in his eye sockets where his eyes used to be. And like, like this is where everybody starts to kind of fortify the house, you know, locking doors, closing curtains, splitting up, sending a solitary guy outside on his own where he catches a drill through the back. Eating pizza. <laughs> and I wanted to get to that. That um, girl. Same. <laughs> yeah. Um, like that girl s- who dresses like way too extra. Back. Yeah, dresses way too extra and eats pizza off a dead guy because she's hungry and she does better when she's full. Same girl. <laughs> I want. I bring that energy into 2022. And if if I'm not mistaken, you are like two thumbs up on cold pizza. Oh, I'm two thumbs up on cold pretty much anything. I'll eat most food cold. I do not use my microwave often. Good lord. <laughs> i thought that might get a reaction out of james, well, james there are a few things that are bad pizza? cold <clears throat> i'll eat cold pizza bill but i like to warm my pizza up in the oven i like to use the air fryer i like that crispy crust no nah, i like it chewy and cold that eggs are bad cold french fries but are Casey, bad cold i think I everything else is telling me one on. time didn't you say one time that like you would order a pizza and let it sit around to to get cold and then eat it. Like you're you're that into yeah. Pizza. I have ordered pizza and put it in the fridge and eaten it for breakfast the next morning. I've done the same thing with like hibachi food or Chinese food. Like buy it and then just put it in the fridge overnight and eat for breakfast. Rick, so I've for sure done why, that. Why would you buy it for dinner and not eat it for dinner? Because I probably already made something for dinner. Okay. So right. I eat dinner, just not that. But I've definitely, like, you know, gotten food and then put it in the fridge overnight. I love cold so, food. Have any of y'all had them wraps from Subway? No. No? Yeah. I don't go to yeah, Subway. But, but they don't have any good ones that I like, so. Um, I had a tomato basil wrap. That actually sounds pretty good. Oh, somebody ordered that for you, James. You didn't get that on your own. Oh, I got it myself, Bill. Put tuna fish on it. Ew. Tuna, Ew. Cheese. 
uh, vinegar. Tuna fish? Salt and vinegar? You put tuna? The fuck? Well, and vinegar? I don't like oh. tuna, so maybe it's just me, but that doesn't sound Vinegar is disgusting. No, I love vinegar. You ever oh, ate catfish with vinegar? Yeah. Mm, no. It's pretty good, too. I don't think vinegar are really good things for Cat Rick things. and Billy. Vinegar is nasty. Vinegar. Rick and Billy don't I... like any kind of like briny food. To eat with your damn fish. He doesn't know what briny No, is. you eat freaking tartar sauce with your fish. And you dip it in vinegar. Yeah, weirdos do. Hot sauce on catfish is unbeatable to me. Guess what hot sauce has got in it? Vinegar, yeah. James, you probably like the salt and vinegar chips. Those are probably your favorite chips. Oh my god, I love those. That and dill pickle chips. from my mouth, please, right now. Rick used to sit next to me at work and I ate pickle chips like every fucking day, didn't I? (laughs) No, I fucking hated it. hate that. People eat those dill pickle chips. Oh my god, so good. Every fucking day. <laughs> a pickle is a dill pickle is a pickle. It's not good on any a flavor on anything else. Ooh, work used to have those bags where you just buy like a little, little refrigerated bag of sliced hot pickles. I used to eat that shit too. So good. I will not eat a pickle. Oh, I will. Well, I won't eat. When we all take a group trip to a deli at some point, I'll eat all y'all. Dude, take I like them. pickles. Well, you'll. But you don't like anything else. You'll have a full pickle to yourself. I don't because, like, like pickle flavored food. That's a, yeah. pickle flavored food is disgusting. What about pickles on pizza? <laughs> what the fuck no. is this? Come like if it's a hot Russia? chicken? No, 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 no. Like if it's a hot chicken pizza. <laughs> well, universe am I in right now? His lunch. <laughs> Do you like that, like that cheeseburger yeah, pizza? Country. Put pickles yeah. on it. Ruins it. Oh totally. yeah, that too. It does not ruin it. I like that. Well, it ruins pizzas is like it ruined my appetite. So This one does not guys. ruin, though, because this girl is still eating this pizza off this man. Pickles in Brazil or what? <laughs> we'll ask we'll Here goes ask Brazil Gabby. again. <laughs> we'll ask oh. Gabriella. <laughs> so, all right, hey, moving on. Burritos. Oh, so, moving on, guys. Wait, um, I have a question. Brazil. If you, must, if you must, Rick. James, since you're Mr. Brazil... What's the capital of Brazil, since you know everything about it? Argentina. <laughs> no. Okay, you can move on, Billy. So, <sighs> did Valerie's little sister seem to be too damn old to be acting like she's eight years old? What's the capital? Yes, dude. Brasilia. According to Encyclopedia It's Brasilia. <laughs> That's Brazilian. <laughs> Billy, did Billy, you she say did, that girl She did eight? seem too old. To be acting like she's eight. Oh God! I thought you were telling me she was supposed to be playing an eight-year-old. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's just like the pouty faces, the exaggerated reactions to like talking. She didn't about look boys. that much younger than her sister. She looked older and, than some of her. Yeah, some of the people in this film. Um, but like the way she describes her first French kiss is like so infantile. Uh, you know, it kind of reminded me of the of, of the kid in Rawhead Rex. You know, there's oh a little God. boy who was like 13, but make, still making the airplane noises when he played with his toys. Yeah. Meanwhile, some of these girls looking like Stockard Channing. <laughs> Jacqueline Bissett. <laughs> Wild back at base camp. What are you doing, James? Playing what? with your Game Boy? Meanwhile. So, things I loved in this film. Um, when the girls were worried about the state of the pizza delivery's dead body. Um... So they're like, yeah, you know, maybe just, we I, should cover him up and almost I, immediately. I, I, shut up, James. Focus goes it. to the pizza. 
where y'all fuck up your your pizza with your pickles and like they put it on his de- on his dead back before grabbing a slice. Um. Now. All right, I gotta really- know what kind of people y'all are. Is it pineapple? Do y'all like pineapple on pizza? I fucking Absolutely knew not. it. Absolutely yeah, not. I do. Uh, yeah, I do. We know you do, Rick. <laughs> well, do you, James? Answer your own question. Well, hell no. I'm an American. Well, I'm not a man. I'm American. That's right. Well. Yeah. And I'll not acknowledge the tribal chief. I don't like America. Oh, don't talk man. to him about hard times. <laughs> Risky business. <laughs> I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't even eat pineapple on pizza if I was... On hard times, daddy. <laughs> so, a question that I have is at one point when they're talking, like, getting the sleepover started, you know, when the girl, like, brings out the bag of weed in front of the other girl's, like, kind of hot dad. I thought that um, was oregano. Yeah. They smoked so, you're telling thing. me they were doing weed in this movie? They were doing weed. They were smoking, like, a cigarette. They, smoking they, the weed. They rolled they it up first, I bet. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they did. But this girl, like, busts out some weed, and then they start talking about pizza in that order. Um, and the one girl says she wants a mushroom and olive pizza, which, interesting. But I was looking at the pizza trying to tell what it was. Could you guys tell? I was curious if that's what made the cut. It's uh, sausage and green peppers. Okay, so definitely not mushroom and olive. <laughs> James doesn't fucking know. <laughs> I hate him. James has no fucking clue, and he answered that like, oh, it, yeah, it, it was sausage and green peppers. I remember it, clearly. I, no, I took that. I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, well, look it up. That's what it was. Think I don't watch the damn movies. James, you've multiple times admitted to not watching the movies. That's all just a farce. <laughs> you know, maybe sometimes James is too smart for our own good. Maybe not, though. Sorry, let's set the stage here, just so everybody's caught up, because we've we've bounced around to a lot of different subjects. Um, like we're pretty far into the review, but on one side of the street, you got a slumber party going on. On the other side of the street, you have a girl who was originally invited but didn't want to go. And between Ditch. the two, yeah, and between the two, you have a guy offing people with his power drill, a D one thousand drill bit on the end of it with a twist really um, the three categories of what you do on a friday yeah. quarter inch twist bill a quarter inch twist I, I forgot the measurement sorry james so does that at least sum it up um you've got the creepy Let's dude stop. sitting outside the girl's window sure why not yeah them. those two dudes there's that too yeah. but that, that to me that's part of the the, the slumber party uh they're, they're Ugh, outside not of the a welcome room. part not part of the welcome yeah n- not in the welcome part of the slumber party though um okay well our killer, he's made it into the house of the slumber party, and he throated the girl in the nighty, who was pretty damn close to being my vote for the Hammer Award. Not close May enough. still be. May still be. Um, <clears throat> but my next vote gets taken out, too, when he stabs up Team USA girl. I didn't like that. So all the while the girls are hiding from the killer, the killer hides under a blanket himself before the phys ed coach comes into the house, apparently welcome. Apparently, come, I was yeah, not that close with my gym teacher. I wanted to be close to my gym teacher. Shout out to Miss Blackwell. You were the original hammer, ma'am. Um, remember Miss Blackwell, Jane? Yeah. Okay. Your gym teacher was hot. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, like our she was Boots. there from like our 
No, 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 no. You're you're thinking of the next one who was also hot, but definitely more uh, more tomboyish. Miss Blackwell. Blackwell stage. No, okay. Well, maybe. <laughs> Hang on. That, that was Coach White, man. What are you talking about? Um, Miss Blackwell had the. Uh, had she had the, a mustache. Uh, I think she was she? uh, what's my call it, uh, Sicilian or whatever they are. Yeah, I I know like all Sicilian women Sicilian. have mustaches, right? I don't know what that means, James. What are people call from Italy? Italians often. Yeah, <laughs> not Brazilians. No, but Italians. No. no, Brazilians are known for their various methods of waxing. Um. Oh, that's true. It is. Uh, but anyway, Coach comes into the house now. This is when I thought the killer or old Drillbit Taylor was gonna get wrecked. Like this is a perfect opportunity to have the anti do nothing bitch come in and just completely wreck his shit. Like if you if you want like you know uh, it, within a group of women you might have your uh, you know your, your your dainty types your more uh, physical types. Coach comes in and coaches are athletic usually and coaches can fuck you up in a heartbeat stereotypically. So why did coach? Why why did we not get a scene where Coach comes in and just fucks him up? Instead, we catch a scene of a chick who thinks the cord to a buzzsaw is infinity feet long. <laughs> Before we see Coach catch that drill bit to the gut. Like, was anybody else disappointed in Coach? I wish we had had more time together. As a coach myself, I'm very disappointed. Well, Coach Brown, Coach Godfather... I think you would have done a better job here. We but hope. We hope anyway. But uh, thank goodness for Valerie and her machete skills, right? And she chops off thank the killer's God. fucking hand, slices his stomach open, knocks him into the pool. But is he dead? No. No. Because he comes and like lunges up and tries to grab her with his not hand. Oh, with his not hand. Like he was reaching for things with his not hand, so he had that phantom pain in there still. Yeah. So how'd they take him out? Casey, tell him. I'm too mad. <laughs> You can't tell him? Damn, you're that mad, huh? I'm that mad. (laughs) Um, she kills him with the machete. Yeah, they they finally take him out with a machete. The same machete that cut a really big drill bit in half. Would that happen? Nah. In one cut? uh, In in one swipe, that she just... Seemed unlikely to me. It was like cutting a candy cane in half. (laughs) There's no way, right? I think he could have like uh, that probably either would have bent or broken. Would it have cut through the hand? Because bones. Oh yeah. What? Cut through the hand if it's sharpened for sure. The machete, especially at the wrist where um, you know all the bones are little. Yeah, they're. they're I mean, are we supposed to? Are we supposed to uh, suspend disbelief? I mean, it's a movie. Well, just a damn minute. I mean, we are. I'm just curious. I'm just curious (laughs) about like the MythBusters aspect of it. Like, would that actually work? I think it goes through the wrist pretty easily if it's sharpened. But maybe not the drill bit first pass. De- definitely not the drill bit. I think okay. the machete breaks before it before it does anything to the drill bit. That's kind of what I would No, heard. no, 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 no. Oh, okay. If you, okay, so a drill, drill bit. meant to go through other pieces of. <sighs> drill bit is hardened steel. If it bends any, it will break. So if you, and it's, that, it's long, so it's not. You know, rigid. So if you hit it just right, it could break it. Yes. 
How likely is that, though, with this teenage girl wielding it? I'm genuinely curious. I'm not trying to start an argument. I think it depends on the sharpness of the machete. Okay. The sharpness has nothing to do with it. Sure it does. It's just the breaking point, like where you hit it. The weight would have more to do with it and force of which you swung the machete than anything. Right, and you need less weight with a thinner edge on a sharpened blade. I would love to Mythbuster those. A sharpened blade is going to snap in two. So That's my point. The duller, the better. When yeah, to, facing, to make it more blunt if you want to break a drill bit, but I don't think... Face and other metal things. <laughs> Let's put it to the test, James. The day of the Crockett Cup, when we go, we're going to... I need you to bring a machete bring a and a long drill Bring a super long drill bit. Drill bit. <laughs> I've got a machete and some long drill bits, but none as long as that drill bit. Tape them together. So damn useless. Well, you Solder know, after... Them together, even. <laughs> well, the, the, after the machete uh, takes our boy out, um, our boy that we know nothing about except for the fact that, you know, he's just horny and wants to love some young gals. What the fuck? Heck. We don't know anything about him, and there was no development in that story. And once he's dead, there's no point where they're looking back on it like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. No, what do we get right after he dies? A rolling of the credits. Yeah, that is the one thing is like, there was a fair amount of suspense build up even though i knew like okay this guy was like an escaped prisoner whatever he's killing these girls now i do like to get a little more depth out of my killer like you know eventually the mask is lifted yeah so and and that's kind of why i brought it up earlier in the show um yeah where you have that that balance in a lot of movies where we have anonymity with our killer so we don't need as many um any as many swerves but they just piled on the swerves in this one and gave us they, no anonymity. This as quick as possible. <laughs> well, they got through it as quick as possible because this film was an hour and 13 minutes, um, which doesn't even meet your normal hour and a half that you'd, that you'd get from a film. So That's they it, knew nobody would sit through this for an hour and a half. <laughs> I was, well, I was apparently near the, the end ending of my scene room. was different. Apparently, the ending scene was a little different. They said they did it without the pool. Um, I do like the pool being there, but Not they the said original. that the original, the original ending was close to the ninety-minute mark. So okay. makes you wonder what we missed. Okay, well, well, what would you say hmm. is the overall mor- moral or theme to the story? I mean, I think it's basically pointing out that for every group of young, attractive ladies, <laughs> there's always going to be a weird dude or two that you know. Just wants to do more than look. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Yeah, TLC wrote that about this movie. Gotta stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. <laughs> Speaking of TLC, um, Rick, you little creep, what's your final thoughts on this film? <laughs> you like that? Because TLC had a song called Creep. <sighs> I liked it, Billy. It's a fun movie for what it is. And I mean, yeah, I think it's a fun movie. That's my opinion. Rick, you're a man of few words. You don't say much, but when you do, it's to the point, and I salute you for it. Yeah. Casey, what are your final thoughts on this film? Oh, uh, this movie's pretty silly, but it was fun. Godfather? And... <sighs> it's all right, but if you like hey. gratuity and pizza, this is the movie for you. Well, like I asked you last week, what's your favorite kind of nudity? You said graphic. My favorite, gratuitous. <laughs> Casey? I know you've got some critic reviews, so spell them. <laughs> you know I do. Okay, so this movie 
has a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. We have 19 critic reviews, obviously varying. Uh, A good review of this movie is... Jones tries the more effective tack of playing the slasher straight and inserting clever visual jokes when she has the opportunity. Uh, A bad review of this movie is The Slumber Party Massacre is not a great film. The plot is thin and the performance is occasionally a little awkward, but there's no doubt that it maintains its shock value. That wasn't even terrible. No, it was a pretty, I mean, like for it being a negative review, he gave it a two out of four. That didn't even make sense. (laughs) To you... Well, guys, that's that's gonna do it for this uh, for this film, Slumber Party Massacre. Go back and look at it. Let us know what you thought. We got one last piece of business, and uh, so we didn't remind him because rarely do we uh, remind each other of anything. But Rick, I believe you're next on the docket, my man. Do you got a movie for us to uh, to dig into this week? Oh Hell this yeah, was... I do. What'd you say, James? I thought this was Rick's movie. No, it's Billy's. No. Oh, boy. Rick sounds offended. (laughs) Did Rick even like this movie? Once they put the titties up, I doubt it. (laughs) All right, Rick, drop it on us, man. What are we watching this Uh, week? We are watching... This is actually another another kind of parody, in a way, film, but uh, it's called Motel Hell. Came out in 1980. And man, is it crazy. Where are we going to find Motel Hell? We will find it on. Let me actually look. I had oh, it here. Rick doesn't give a you damn didn't. about how we're going to watch this movie. You know his house has it on DVD. Uh, <laughs> I do have it on DVD, yes. Special uh, but you director's can, cut, limited edition. Uh, you can Animated. watch it on our our uh, good friends over at Tubi. Oh, nice. I love Tubi. Yeah, Tubi's got good shit. Well, there you have it. Pull up Tubi TV. They got apps everywhere. Go to the website, TubiTV.com. Or is it Tubi.tv? I think it's Tubi.tv. I think it's You can find it. You're grown. I'm going to watch it tonight, baby. Do it, son. Next week, Motel Hell on the Slashers and Screamers podcast. So, for the godfather of Droll James, for Memphis Maniac Rick, for Final Girl Casey, I am the Hit City Kid. Motown. Motown.